Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Travel Brigade, your destination location, with your hosts, Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. Good morning. We're coming to you here from Jackson Hole, and you're listening to Travel Brigade on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Kathleen Curry here with my co-host, Jeff Griffin. You can follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade, on Facebook, or at TravelBrigade.com. You can also call the show with your questions or comments at 714-694-4109. It really is nice up here. It is beautiful here. And the smell of the air is just, you don't get this in New York City, let me tell you. It's mountain air. (laughs) It is beautiful. And we have a really uh, full show for you today. We've got a lot of things we're, we're doing. Again, we're coming to you live here Sunday morning from the Alpenhof Lodge, which is just a beautiful little place here in Teton Village. Just like the name sounds, it's got that old world charm. <laughs> and it's even got a real fireplace. Not the gas kind. Yeah, we're, now we're we've the gas. The flipping the gas. Yeah. <laughs> and the gas kind is nice. It's nice. But this one not only has the real fireplace, but they set it up for you so that all you have to do is flick the lighter, get the newspaper going, and... It and, lights up. And it's still pretty brisk here at night. You know, they're just kind of moving in from their, their shoulder season into their big season, and so it's just perfect for a fire in the evening. So it's a great place. We're we're glad we're here this weekend. And, again, we have a great show for you, full show. We're going to be talking with the Teton Science School, who we had such a blast with the last time that we were out here. We went and did a whole wildlife tour in the Tetons, and we saw moose and bears and buffalo and it was such an amazing experience, and they are so knowledgeable. Um, they have biologists that do each one of the tours, and it's just you know a great experience. So we've got them on the phone later on. Always while we're in town, we have to enjoy getting our calories in, and th- no better place to do that here than Jackson. There is a variety of options for dining, which we're going to go over, and we also have an interview with J.H. Fine Dining, and we're going to talk about some of the new restaurants they have. They have some kind of classic staples that are here in the Jackson area, as well as after that maybe discuss some of our favorite little other places we like to go for sandwiches and some breakfast items and things we like to do here while we're in Jackson. This summer is going to be full of events here. It's a great time to come up and to tell you all about what's going to be going on and when we've got someone from the Jackson Hole Chamber of Commerce here to let you know all the different uh, festivals. And we're in the middle of quite a few right now. I mean, we're we're here doing Old West Days. Went to the Brewfest yesterday. So there's lots of fun things to do when Jackson. And of course, this is a great place for outdoor recreation. You're right by Yellowstone. You're right by Teton National Park already done a float trip and some wildlife watching and some bike riding. Just an incredible place to, to be outdoors in. And we'll interview uh, Teton Adaptive Sports, which offers outdoor recreation for people with disabilities. And we're excited to have them because we always like to do a twist. We we actually, uh, from experience, have traveled a lot with a child with a disability. And so having that experience and having them be able to experience the rest of the things that other people do and having those accommodations is a great thing, so we're happy to have them here on the show. And, of course, some hot travel news with Hot Topics and Travel we have coming up next. I heard I'm going to be a little upset about Hot Topics and Travel today. I have to have you promise not to break down crying on the air, <laughs> start throwing things, Oh no! How about How about is it? Well, it's, it's something near and dear to your heart mm. that, that just got a little bit more... I know, difficult to access. I'll try, but I can't make any promises. Again, this is Sunday morning. We are here at the Teton Village in Jackson, 
This is the Travel Brigade, your weekly travel show. Tweet us your questions at Travel Brigade or visit us at our website at TravelBrigade.com. Next up, hot topics in travel. Questions or comments from the Travel Brigade? Tweet hashtag Travel Brigade or visit TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back. You are listening to Travel Brigade Live from Jackson Hole. Now up hot topics. Jeff's been warning me. Yeah, I want to make sure you're sitting down. I am. Um, maybe had some medication, a couple of <laughs> drinks maybe. Cause this, here we go. So Disney is raising ticket prices. Oh, this is the thing though. I kind of see this as something that you have an issue with because I'm just kind of like whip out the card, have a magical day. And so, I mean, yeah, I can see, but it's mostly like now I've got to deal with you that Disney's got higher prices. Well, the good news <laughs> is that it's not that bad. It's the the typical day pass for, for 10 and older is it's gone from $80 to $87. So only $7. $7. Um, I can't imagine that there are many people out there who are saying, "Oh, I was ready to pay eighty dollars, but I can't afford eighty-seven. Or right. Or, well, and what? Think about what kind of magic for seven dollars you're getting. Well, I have to say this, and as, as you listen to us, you'll find out I'm not. I'm not anti-Disney. Uh, just, kind no, of. No, I'm not. A I just, little bit. I just don't view it as a religion the way some other co-hosts of this program do. I think for eighty-seven dollars, compared to what else is out there in travel. For a it's, 14, it's a, 18, how many? I think you can do like 18 hours in the park. It's it's a pretty good deal. It's a pretty good deal. I love I, Disney. You know, we go and do things all the time that are that much or more that are not even a full day. That's true. Two hours, and three hours, yeah. I can't say that, you know, $87 is out of whack with what's out there in the I market. Say, buy your annual passports. The annual passport, the premium one is going up from 499 to 649. Ooh, that is. I don't kind know of how a, many. That's a that's, little bit of a jump. That's a yeah. jump. But yeah. again, if, but I if think you're that somebody includes who parking is, and yeah, yeah, I, if I know you're somebody some who is already those. forking out 500 bucks. Yeah, that's true. Another 150. Well, it wasn't as bad it? as I thought. I just, you know, I can understand why it would be a concern to you. <laughs> but me, again, have a magical day. Enjoy what you're doing. Buy some lunch, buy some souvenirs. See, there's there's where it starts to add up. <laughs> you just that's, put the credit card out for the day. Don't think about it. Enjoy the magic. Yeah. And wait for the bill to come. Yeah. <laughs> when the, the and then he went, yeah. You wake up with a hangover. He wants to put an envelope and slide it my way. Well, let's talk about other ways we could spend our travel money. <laughs> uh, this this week, SpaceX, which is a private company, which is contracted with NASA. They were able to launch a rocket out of Florida, Cape Canaveral, and then three days later, they were able to dock it with one of the space stations. And what do you do at a space station? I mean, is it like a sonic drive-through where you're... I'm not sure. Can but, we have a space Frito pie to go? Yes. But they, they were able to dock it there, and they've got this contract with NASA. Now, this isn't so much in the travel realm, but it did make me think about, gee, they were able to do this successfully, and Virgin Galactic, yeah. like Virgin Airways, has is announcing that they're planning to take people up on commercial space flights in 2013. I think they're booking deposits now. Yeah, here's the thing. The booking deposit, just the deposit, is twenty grand. 
Nice. Then all you have to do is come up with another 180 grand oh. by 2013. Well, this is the thing. I mean, what? You know, I need to know what I'm spending my money on. Like, is there like a resort there? Is there right. like a place to sunbathe? Is there something there that I'm going to want to do? Or is it just the experience of going yeah. there and saying, hey, I went to space? Well, I think the first, you know, the first people who do it, it's going to be, hey, look at me. I went into space. Mm. I could afford this. The thrill is writing the check. 200000 That's that's a good chunk of change. Yeah. And that's going by yourself. Right. That means we'd have to take our life savings. Yes. <laughs> and one of us could go. And and I think it's gradually going to come down though. Like anything else with technology, it's gradually going and to come Disney down. And the Disney tickets are gradually going <laughs> up. <laughs> gradually come up. So it's somewhere and in the universe some the two will collide. It's, it's going to cost the same <laughs> to go to Disneyland as to fly in outer space. Or Disney will do a space program in and of itself. Well, that's, that's Disney another Cruise, thing. Disney Space. It's coming. That's probably true. Well, up next we have the Teton Science School. This was really amazing uh, journey we went on last time we were here. They are biologists, educated, know all the wildlife. They're out in the parks all the time, so they know where the wildlife is moving around. And they take you out in uh, these really cool vans. And these we'll aren't just about. like birds. I mean, these are like bears, moose, right. uh, buffalo, Elk, you know. Birds of bison. Lions and tigers and bears. Really amazing wildlife around here, and Teton Science School will help you see it. So up next, Teton Science School. You're listening to Travel Brigade. Make sure that you contact us on Twitter at Travel Brigade, our Facebook, Travel Brigade Like Us, and our webpage, TravelBrigade.com. Have any travel questions? Call the Travel Brigade at 714-694-4109. This is Travel Brigade coming to you live Sunday morning here in Jackson Hole. We are lucky to have Kevin Taylor, a faculty and biologist with the Wildlife Expeditions from Teton Science School, joining us today. Good morning, Jeff and Kathleen. Thank you for having me. Tell us a little bit about uh, some of your summer tours. What are your most popular summer tours with the wildlife tours? Yeah, so, so our most popular tours are our sunrise and sunset trips in Grand Teton National Park. Um, also, our lower, what we call our lower loop trip in Yellowstone. The best time to get out there and look for wildlife is during the cool parts of the morning, and then in the latter parts of the evening as the sun you know, is getting lower on the Tetons, that's when a lot of the animals that are not very tolerant to the heat of the day, that's when they're most active. So that's when we like to be out there. Um, and then a lot of people come to this area, uh, you know, perhaps basing themselves in Jackson. Right. And, 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 you know, you can't, you can't base yourself in Jackson the whole time you're here and not get up to Yellowstone. So, so we do take dates programs up to Yellowstone, and we call them our lower loop trips. Uh, and then in addition to those trips, we also have what we call an Old Faithful trip, uh-huh. which is sort of a, it's kind of a hybrid trip between a, a day trip in Grand Teton and a day trip in Yellowstone. They kind of get to do a lot of both. Um, and then we also, for those who are really, really diehard wildlife watchers, we have what's called a, um, a wildlife discovery trip, and that's an eight-hour trip oh, wow. uh, in Grand Teton National Park. And we don't have to be anywhere. All we have to do is spend as much time as we can in the different habitats of Grand Teton National Park, really focusing on on watching and seeing wildlife. Well, the last time we were there, we did a trip into the Tetons, and it was really, it was such an amazing experience. I mean, coming from, I'm a city girl, (laughs) 
<laughs> coming to this environment where, you know, it is just so readily accessible. I mean, we were able to see moose and bears and what we what we oftentimes see on our trips and I and and I always I'm always careful to not and never and any you know and I never give any guarantees, of course, because right. you don't you know, have these con- are wild animals, you know. You don't have um, contracts with the bears. That's, that's right. Sometimes we try to will them out of the woods, you know. Um, but but never any guarantees. However, that being said, what we oftentimes see uh, on our dra- on our day t- trips in uh, Grand Teton and Yellowstone is we oftentimes see moose, elk, deer, uh, bison, oftentimes called buffalo, of course, uh, pronghorn or pronghorn antelope. Uh, those are the ones we oftentimes see. Um, as far as birds, we sometimes see some of the more char- uh, charismatic birds like uh, pelicans. Uh, we actually, believe it or not, we actually have white pelicans here, as you guys know from your experiences. Um, we have uh, trumpeter swans. Uh, we oftentimes see bald eagles, uh, osprey, and other hawks. Um, and then sometimes we, we get even more lucky, and we sometimes see uh, bears and wolves as well. In fact, I led a trip. Uh, it was a lower-loop trip of uh, southern Yellowstone. Uh, yesterday we actually saw a wolf on a day trip. Oh, yeah, we were looking for the wolves when we were up on the hills. But yeah. And then, yeah, when we found the bears, it was actually kind of funny. We were just talking about this, is, is that um, we had we had kind of gotten to all the bear sightings from the day prior and had tried and tried, and we thought, oh, okay, well, we're not going to be able to see them. And then we drive down to one of the roads, and all the cars are stopped, and there was the bear and the two cubs, and they <laughs> crossed the street in front of us, and it was really, it was really amazing. And one of the really unique things about the Greater Yellowstone ecosystem is that all of the animals that were here prior to European settlement are still here, um, particularly now, of course, with the very successful reintroduction of the wolf. And very few places in the lower 48 states can really say that, especially with the presence of all of the predators. I'm kind of curious because we did talk a little bit about the wolves and the re- reintroduction and how that helped the whole system. Yeah, you know, the, the reintroduction of the wolf was it was and has been uh, such an incredible example of how you can't uh, take something out of an ecosystem and then put something back into an ecosystem without having dramatic effects on, on so many different parts of the ecosystem. Nothing occurs out there uh, in the ecosystem independent of other things. Um, so, for example, um, the, uh, the wolves uh, uh, have certainly altered, say, uh, the behavior of the elk. So the elk, instead of being able to be in, like, for example, in northern Yellowstone, instead of being able to be in big herds, hunker down in aspen forests or cottonwood forests, they're in smaller groups and spread out more. And so um, what that does, it allows those aspen forests and cottonwood forests that they used to browse uh, down and, and, and eat those uh, young trees all the way down to the bottom. Uh, now those, those forests have been able to actually regenerate and come back. And what that allows for, it allows for more, more moose habitat because that's great moose food. Um, it also means for um, more beaver food as well. So we've actually seen... Uh, the increase in beaver populations, particularly up in northern Yellowstone, you know, you add an you add an animal back that hasn't been here since 1926, right. and uh, and it actually uh, uh, really um, oftentimes benefits uh, um, uh, several other animals. Can you talk a little bit about the vehicles that the tours are conducted in? We were really amazed when we went. Yeah, I appreciate that question, Jeff. So so uh, you know, we like to get out of the vehicles as much as we possibly can, you know. Uh, but but there's certainly those times where if we're, say, close enough to a certain animal, whether it be bison or elk, and we don't want to get out so as not to um, 
put ourselves in danger, of course, but, but also not to um, stress out the animals. That's a big thing for us is ethical wildlife watching, you know, not wanting to watch these, these animals at the risk of, of causing them stress or, or, or having them burn energy that they don't have to burn uh, uh, particularly. And, um, and so when we're in a vehicle, um, you know, we, the animals know we're human, but sometimes the vehicle can serve as a blind, you know, where they're just a little bit more comfortable than us, you know, piling out of the vehicle. And that's where our customized vehicles come in. We, um, Jeff, as you mentioned, we do have those roof hatches where you can actually open the roof hatch, stand up on the seat, and look out of the vehicle. Um, that's pretty sweet. Great, great opportunity for watching and, of course, photography as well. We, we typically set up the seating such that everyone has a window seat. Uh, tell us a little bit about how Grand Teton School, um, why it's a good choice for families. We do bring bins full of different specimens. So, so when we're watching a moose and we're wa- or we're watching an elk, we can actually get out elk antlers and moose antlers and get out furs and skulls and really be able to talk about and teach about their um, their different adaptations that they le- have to living in this place. And so I think it really. Uh, in addition to our eyes and our ears, it really brings in additional senses of touch and perhaps even smells, um, which, which is, I think, great. And, and one of the things that we really talk about being part of the Teton Science School is one of the things that we really pride ourselves on is that our staff, our guides, guides in the sense of uh, really knowing the area extremely well, uh, providing excellent customer service, but, um, but we're also teachers, uh, pride ourselves on uh, being able to facilitate great experiences um, with certainly groups of adults, but like you said, with families and kids too. The mission of Teton Science Schools is to connect people to nature and place through education. Tell us a little bit about your guides in general, the biologists, and how what kind of training they have. They were so interesting. They're so informative when we when we went out. Mm-hmm. Thanks for saying that. Yeah. So so um, as I mentioned before, you know it's really important for us for our staff to be guides, but also teachers. Um, you know, we don't necessarily want to go out there and just spew information and, 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 uh, and just lecture. You know, we really want it to be interactive. We really want it to be uh, more of a facilitation of experience and a facilitation of discussion rather than just going into lecture mode. And the background of our biologists, uh, everyone has formal biology backgrounds. Uh, at least an undergraduate degree in, in biology, wildlife ecology, or related field, uh, and then and then several of our staff uh, uh, also have master's degrees as well, and uh, and all of our staff have uh, you know five to ten experience, five to ten years of experience of research and or uh, teaching experience. Oh, wow. um, so so yeah, so there's definitely definitely a, you know that formal element to our staff, and then and then all of our staff are really uh, really committed to uh, that informal education of themselves, too. That is, uh, spending a lot of time uh, out and about. You know, oftentimes, uh, my grandpa always used to talk about that expression, uh, a busman's holiday. <laughs> when, <laughs> when, when me and my, and my fellow biologists, uh, when we're not working, we're not, when we're not teaching and, and uh, leading you know, programs in the parks, we're out there with our families, we're out there by ourselves, uh, watching wildlife and, and learning as much as we possibly can about this place. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us today. And again, why don't you tell us a little bit about where people can contact the Teton Science Schools, where they can um, book an excursion with you, um, the best place to reach you. The toll-free number is 888-945-3567. And then um, actually folks can also um, uh, contact us uh, for information uh, as well as actually book online. And our website is www dot wildlife expeditions and that's plural wildlife expeditions 
teatownscience.org. And uh, being part of the Teton Science Schools, uh, Wildlife Expeditions is a non-for-profit organization. Great. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kevin. Again, you're listening to the Travel Brigade. This is our live Jackson Hole show. If you need to contact us, you can hashtag Travel Brigade on Twitter, or you can contact our website, TravelBrigade.com. Travel Brigade, coming to you live from Alpenhoff Lodge in beautiful Teton Village, Wyoming. Happy Sunday morning. It is beautiful. By the way, the music you're hearing coming in and out, a lot of it is by a group called Natural Roots, uh, some friends of ours. And if you want to check out any of their stuff, you can just go to iTunes or anywhere else you find your music. You just heard our interview with Teton Science School, and seeing the wildlife is just one part of Jackson Hole, which is really a mecca of outdoor recreation. It is, and as a matter of fact, this morning we went on the river, the Snake River, and did a float trip with uh, our little guide, Fitz. He was pretty cool. Yeah, and we saw some uh, beautiful bald eagles flying big around. Nest. I couldn't believe how big that yeah. nest was. It was very big. And it, it was, was a 13-mile float trip. 13-mile float trip. Now, if you want to do... If you want to just kick back and relax and enjoy the scenery... If you don't want to work, is what Jeff's trying to say. Do if the you don't float want to paddle... Trip. If you're lazy like us, do the float trip. But they also do whitewater rapids trips if you if you're you know want the adrenaline rush and the and the bumping up and down on whitewater and and that was with Mad wet. River boat trips. Mad right. River boat trips. And they were really nice because it's still like I said the season's changing into their you know summer, so it was a little chilly this morning. But they gave us everything we needed to keep ourselves warm and have a really great time. They make they make sure you're covered either either way, <laughs> and yeah, and uh, they're located right as you come into town, and we really enjoyed our trip. Yeah. Um, another thing that I did that was really fun uh, while we were up here this time was I went on a bike ride out through uh, Grand Teton National Park, and there's a place here called Teton Mountain Bike Tours. And the thing that's nice about them is they're located on Cash Street, which is the street that runs out of town, out to Teton National Park. And it's it's really kind of interesting here. You're just kind of driving along, and all of a sudden you're in an elk refuge, and all of a sudden you're in the National Park. Yeah, Without right. even knowing it. It's just like right in out, downtown. So just kind right of, out of town. Yeah. And these guys are relocated on that road right out of town. And you can grab a bike and hop on a trail that is right, just right from that shop right there and right all the way out to Jenny Lake. It's about 20 miles. Jenny Lake's stunning. Any time you see on the news from here in Jackson Hole, they're always showing Jenny Lake. It's the most beautiful part of it. And you can, you know, you can see the wildlife as you're riding out. It's, uh, you can go at your own pace. Now, if Don't you, forget your bear spray. Your bear. You don't have to go anywhere without your bear spray here. And, uh, <laughs> and, it, you know, if you if you like to do the mountain biking stuff, they've got that, and they've got complete tours with mountain biking, or you can do more of the trail riding, which or the sort of the path riding that I was doing today. So there are a lot of different options there, and again, you can just you just walk out their front door, and you're pretty much on the trail, good to go. So do you know who we have coming up next? 
Jackson Hole Fine Dining? We do. They have some great restaurants in town, and we, I mean, that's one of the best parts about traveling, right, is having the local flavor, the local food. So we have them coming up, and then after that interview, we're going to talk a little bit about some of our other favorite little stops here, sandwich places, breakfast places. Mm-mm-mm. You are listening here to Travel Brigade Sunday morning. Again, you can contact us at TravelBrigade.com. You're listening to the Travel Brigade with Jeff and Kathleen. Catch them at TravelBrigade.com. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin, and you're listening to Travel Brigade. We are doing our live show here in Jackson Hole. It's beautiful up here this time of year. It's yeah, incredible. We're, yeah, last time we were here, it was a little bit of a winter time, so this time we're excited to do some other fun spring activities. And we have Liz Gibb here on the phone from Fine Dining Group there in Jackson Hole. We kind of ran into Fine Dining because we went to Q Roadhouse. And that was that's an amazing place to go. We'll talk about that a little bit later. An amazing place to go. A lot of fun, different things to try on the menu there. Yeah, kind of about halfway up to the Teton Village, and there was just like a lot of really fun things to have with a little bit of a twist. Uh, Liz, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Tell us a little bit about the kitchen. And This is the newest property in the group. When When did the kitchen open? Yeah, the kitchen's our newest addition to Fine Dining Restaurant Group. It opened in June 2011, so we're just coming up on our one-year anniversary, and it's been nothing but great for us. It's been a wonderful experience and a wonderful addition to our group. What what kind of inspired that? And so we do offer our fresh fish crudo bar, but in addition, we offer all-natural meats, seasonal vegetables, um, and everything from a burger to, you know, fresh fish crudo. So you, there's something for everybody. Not only have you added other things, you've added some kind of unique dishes that uh, one would think of with Jackson Hole, for instance, uh, pan-seared red deer and the <laughs> uh, Rocky Mountain elk. Yeah, the pan-seared red deer has been on our menu since day one, and it's our most popular. It's um, made with shiitakes and sherry cherries, garlic, sage, and a sweet brown rice. Um, it's served on a long, elegant dish. It's great for ch- great for sharing. Um, and a red deer, obviously, with um, a different take on your typical meat dish. Um, and then the Rocky Mel- Mountain Elk Asabuco um, is made with Berkshire bacon, and it has baked white beans and um, a light puree. And a lot of people come to Jackson looking for elk or deer or you know sort the, of a local the Western, flavor. Western yeah, exactly. So those two dishes fell very well for us. The deck here, particularly in the summer, is is a beautiful place to, to spend an evening. I agree. So a lot of people think about the inside of the kitchen as more of a date place. It's pretty romantic. Um, but the deck offers us more of a a place to socialize. You know, it, um, since we don't have a bar inside, it's the place where everyone goes for happy hour to, you know, get our two-for-one drinks from 530 to 630, listen to some live music on the deck. Um, it's located just one block of the town square. So after you're done sightseeing at, you know, 5.30, you can just wander over and hang out outside and view the Tetons. It's wonderful. Yeah, I noticed, like, with a lot of your restaurants that you also, with shoulder season, which we have for the next little while, they're doing some specials at some of the different um, establishments. So can you tell us a little bit about those? Yeah, of course. So all the, most of the restaurants here offer some sort of special, and the most popular one is a two-for-one entree special. So uh-huh. you buy one entree and you get the second one for free. Um, we kind of put a new twist on that last fall, and we do a buy one entree, get the second for $2, and that $2 goes to a different local nonprofit each week. Um, so we have seven different nonprofits each off-season uh, that cross-promote with us, and it's kind of a way to 
give back to our community and support all of our local customers that come in so regularly. So it feels really nice. The Teton Science School is on your list, which we yes. have here on our show today. So that's kind of a fun oh, time great. that we noticed. Yeah. Um, and the kitchen actually this time is doing an $11 tasting menu. So you can try a bunch of different dishes. And then we still donate $1 per customer to the nonprofit of the week. And as you've, as you've been open this year, what's what's kind of been the the most popular thing about about the kitchen? What's made it successful? Any particular dishes or nailed on the head with the pan seared red deer and also our luxury shrimp are very popular. Um, it's an old A-frame house that we turned into a gorgeous restaurant, and um, and the space is just as clean and simplistic, and it's just stunning. It's a great um, like modern feel. You don't necessarily feel like you're in New York but it's not like the rustic restaurant that's offered so much around town. Uh, one of your other uh, the restaurants, the Q Roadhouse, uh, we just noticed how mm-hmm. unique it was, and we had such a fun time trying the different, like the fried pickles and some of the different things that you had there that had like a little bit of a twist on things that you, you know, normal menu items. Yeah, definitely. Our um, The Q opened um, December 2006. And at first, we were, you know, completely barbecue-oriented. And while barbecue is still um, one of our main dishes because we have an in-house smoker, um, everything smoked over apple and hickory wood, and um, definitely still our most popular dishes are the is the barbecue and the meat. But we're more of an eclectic roadhouse and um, kind of offer something for everybody. So your husband comes in and he wants meat, and the wife wants um, a Mediterranean quinoa salad with... Um, house-made fried Greek cheese, then she can have a light salad. You know, it's a, it's a little something for everyone. Um, definitely a very kid-friendly place with a big yard to play outside and an outdoor deck that looks right at the Tetons. Um, it's wonderful. Yeah, to show you kind of the diversity of this menu, that we did a kind of a tasting menu when we were there, and my two favorite things were one is a sweet tea brine chicken fried chicken, very southern dish, but then there was also another one I just couldn't get out of my mind were the tacos that they're pork tacos topped with pineapple. That kind tacos of a pineapple, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, Judas famous salsa roja. <laughs> yeah. So so there's you know a lot of different things to try. Yeah. If you want to if you want to go the the southern route, it's all there. But yeah, you know, the, the southern influence is very strong on our menu. Obviously the the fried pickles, chicken fried chicken. Tell us a little bit about the other two restaurants up there. Yeah, of course. Um, the Bistro is our original restaurant, the Rendezvous Bistro. It was started in 2001, so we just had our 10-year anniversary last summer. Um, it's the only place in town that offers a raw bar. We serve fresh oysters in the half shell, tuna tartare, oyster shooters even, <laughs> with uh-huh. vodka and um, raw oysters. And it's definitely the locals' favorite. It's where you can see and be seen. Um, you come and you run into 10 people you know. You might even run into a celebrity or two. Yeah. Um, when we were up there last time, yeah, people were telling us that it was the particularly uh, when the weather's nicer, the uh, the deck there is really the place to to go hang out. Yeah, the deck is new as of last summer, and um, we are revamping our community table. So there's one big table in the middle of the deck that seats about you know 12 to 15, depending how cozy you want to get with people, and it has a open flame in the middle of the table, and it's a great way to just get to know your neighbors or. Um, if you're a visitor, you can come and sit next to a local and ask them what you should do around town. And, um, yeah, it's definitely just a great gathering place. So this summer we're going to have a revamped raw bar um, and new. we have four new draft beers. We haven't, we've only had two draft beers in the past. 
Um, so our bar scene is going to be amazing. Our deck scene is going to be amazing. Um, we're definitely taking a new jump with the bistro. And then you have a place up in uh, Teton Village. And most people refer to it as the Osteria. But um, we like to say that the Osteria is a, def- a destination in itself. Um, that most people go to Teton Village for extreme skiing, but I go to Teton Village for the amazing Italian food. <laughs> I was going to say extreme eating, but that'll work. <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. Extreme eating. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you so much, Liz. You know, again, we keep hearing more and more. Everyone knows about the fine dining in Jackson. It's, it has such a reputation, and we appreciate you spending time with us. And, again, this is one of the reasons you have all these choices to have fine dining there in Jackson. Again, you're listening to the Travel Brigade here um, Sunday mornings. Have any trouble questions? Call the Travel Brigade at 714-694-4109. Welcome back to Jackson Hole. Live from the Alpenhof. Yes. Well, I am still relishing the flavor of the Fraglau ravioli from Austria. Yeah, and that was probably my favorite too. Um, but we should add that, that we tried so many great things there. So many good things. Delicious. And, and a couple of neat drinks too. Try the basil martini if you ever go. <laughs> and then a completely different thing we did is Barge on Friday night. Yeah, Barge Chuck Wagon and performance by the Barge Wranglers. They opened their season Friday night when we were there. Yeah, and it was great. You go in and you have this uh, Old West chuck wagon dinner with you know, all your barbecued meats, your beans, your biscuits. Everything was it was co- really good. Ranch coffee. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. It was really fun. And you know, it's kind of funny because before we came out here, we probably had a half a dozen people say, "You have to go. You have to go. You have to go. Put it on your list. Put it on your list." And then we found out they were doing their opening night or opening season this weekend. And so we were really glad we got to go. It was, it's a great time. It's a it's, good show. It, yeah, good show. Yeah, yeah. It was fun. And then you know some of our other little spots for calorie intake here in Jackson is the Backcountry Provisions. Yeah, and that's located right downtown, right behind the Wart Hotel, and it, mm-hmm. they've got some really terrific sandwiches. Um, I recommend the Pilgrim, which is sort of like Thanksgiving on a on a roll <laughs> on a bun. And a lot I, of great options. Yeah, and I like the roast beef sandwich there that they have. Like It comes with blue cheese and roasted red peppers, which is kind of an interesting combination. I really like that. And then when we went on that Mad River boat trip, they brought us breakfast and they got burritos, like breakfast, really good breakfast burritos from Creekside Deli. Yeah, and Creekside Deli, and you can go in there and get a lot of, there are a lot of good sandwich options in there. And then also for another breakfast option is the Bunnery, which is right next to Town Square. People and stand in line to get into the bunnery. It's a popular yeah. place. Terrific baked goods, but they've also got a full breakfast menu, and I really like their granola. Yeah, it's all really good. Coming up, we have Kate Foster from the Chamber, one of the experts on all the happenings in in Jackson Hole over the next few months. There's a lot to do here in Jackson this summer in terms of celebrations, holidays, the music festival. festivals. We're here so. doing Old, Old West Days this weekend, so... So stay tuned. Yes. Travel Brigade Sunday mornings. Again, you can contact us at TravelBrigade.com. You're listening to the Travel Brigade, your weekly travel spot. With highlights of your favorite travel destinations, check out TravelBrigade.com and Travel Brigade on Facebook and Twitter. 
This is Travel Brigade, your weekly travel destination show every Sunday, 9 a.m. Pacific and 12 noon Eastern. You can follow Travel Brigade on Facebook or hashtag Travel Brigade if you want to tweet us and our website, travelbrigade.com. On the phone, we have Kate Foster, who is from the Chamber of Jackson here. We're doing our live show from Jackson Hole. And we are going to talk a little bit with um, with Kate about some of the activities and some of the fun things to do in Jackson, why people visit Jackson, what are the popular things to do. Kate, thanks so much for joining us. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, it's great. Tell us, you know, first and foremost, why do people come to Jackson? People are really inspired by the wilderness that surrounds Jackson Hole. We're obviously a gateway to um, Yellowstone National Park, which is the world's first national park, and also a gateway to Grand Teton National Park, which is famous for the iconic skyline and the jagged peaks. So we have a wonderful amount of wildlife and open space that really helps people connect with nature. Yeah, it really is beautiful. We were in Jackson just, you know, we were so excited to be back here, but we were back there not even a year ago and we were able to go into the Tetons with the Teton Science School. And it was just amazing to see so much wildlife there, just just so accessible. Yeah, it's really amazing. I mean, we have some of the most unimpeded natu- natural uh, wildlife habitat uh, we have the path of the pronghorn, which is the, the antelope that is famous for traveling hundreds of miles from their winter range to their summer range. Of course, we have the National Elk Refuge right in our backyard, which is home to the North America's largest herd of, of um, elk. And so that is an amazing place to visit. And it's, like I said, it's really right in our backyard. It's amazing. And that's yeah, it, it really is amazing how it's all, you know, yeah. so close together and just all right there. I think until you've been here, you can't really appreciate that. You, you know, a lot of times you go to a national park, you have to drive a long ways. And I think last time we were there, we were sort of, we were driving with someone from Teton Science School, and we said, well, when do we get to the park? And I said, we're, we're in <laughs> You're it, in know? the and, park, and yeah. You're just a few minutes out of town, and, and you don't even realize that you're already in the park, and you're already in the elk refuge. Well, that's the really fun thing, because you can get the convenience of being right in town or right in Teton Village, which is an amazing resort, and you have all the shopping and conveniences, really fun art galleries and restaurants and coffee shops, and you can start your morning, you know, you don't have to get up at the crack of dawn to go out early still and enjoy what what there is to offer. Well, and I think that's one thing that I found really interesting. I I have to say by, by nature, I am not an outdoor girl, and some of the things that I've been able to experience in Jackson and some other places that we've been have really kind of made me rethink my uh, aversion to doing some of the things in the outdoor. And, you know, I think that's one really fun thing about Jackson is that, you know, you've got this amazing park. You know, the Tetons are just right, you know, next door. You've got shopping. You've got dining. You've got it's just really kind of this place where you can kind of slip in and out of your different personalities and enjoy yourself. And it is a great place to try things that you haven't tried before. And like you said, when I first moved here, um, I didn't own a pair of good tennis shoes, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> and now I hike and backpack and raft. And it really, it's, there are a lot of beginners and a lot of experts that can kind of show beginners the way. And it's a really fun place to try new things. What are the most popular attractions there in Jackson? Well, definitely in the summer, we have rafting on the Snake River. We have adventure sports like paragliding and people who surf on the lunch counter rapids in the Snake River. Oh, wow. Um, obviously, yeah, that's that's very exciting lately. It's been in the news for a couple of years, I think. It's sort of a new thing. 
Um, but of course, hiking in Grand Teton and Yellowstone National Park, and there's just, I mean, you can fill so many days just exploring some of the trails that are close to town, and then if you're more adventurous, doing a backpack trip or a pack trip with, um, with horses, and you can go miles and miles and still have kind of some of the comforts of home, which is really fun. Again, it's one of the things we noticed there, we were kind of laughing last time with there's the bear spray. Tell us about the bears. I mean, are they... <laughs> <laughs> Do you well, have to have, have bear spray? It's highly recommended. It definitely is recommended. Um, but, you know, it's very rare to have an encounter. I I might equate it to wearing your seatbelt. It's just a good <laughs> idea. You know, you're really, you're on your way to your grocery store. You're not likely to get in a traffic accident, but it's always good to wear. Um, but, yeah, we have some wonderful, these charismatic we have a mother and daughter grizzly bear who each have their own families now so we have a grandmother grizzly bear i guess oh we actually saw that we We, saw the bear yeah we were up there in in the in the fall winter yeah they were they were just amazing we were looking for them for quite a while and then we kind of had given up and went down the road and then there was cars pulled over and we're like oh there she was there with her you know the two cubs and i know they had sort of interchanged their families a little bit but it was just amazing yeah, that was a really neat story because that's very unusual. So the younger cub, or well, the younger daughter, she took one of her mother's cubs as uh-huh. kind of a, a foster, and it was a really neat story. The biologists were fascinated, and anybody who drove by was fascinated because they're just a really friendly group. They play, and they just frolic right in front of the car. So it is dangerous. Make sure to drive safely, obey the speed limit, because uh, you never know what you're going to see. But <laughs> if you keep your distance, it's a great way to get photos and just to have an amazing experience. Yeah, and they crossed the street right in front of us. It was really, it was really, it was really fun. Tell us about some of the festivals and events that are happening there this summer. Have Old West Days, and that features a wonderful parade that's a horse-drawn parade that also features classic automobiles has a brew fest. Um, yeah, it is so much fun. You know, Wyoming has 13 breweries now, and we're so proud of our craft brew tradition, I guess. Um, Snake River Brewing Company is one of the original, and there are um, Tim Harlan from the Snake River Brewing Company. He's on our board of directors, and he's very proud of the success that Old West Brew Fest has had. So we have a ton of breweries from all over the region, from, you know, not just Wyoming, but we have Montana and Utah and I think California and all over the region. So it's a really fun time. And we also have music during the event and food. And it's a great time for, we see a lot of locals who come and get together after a busy winter season. And then obviously tons of people who just come to visit and experience the culture and heritage of the Old West. And so is there anything else later on in the summer that people might want to look forward to? Absolutely. We have a huge 4th of July. We are It's one of the most fun 4th of July events in the country. I, I might be a little biased. <laughs> but um, we have um, fireworks at in town at Snow King Mountain, and we have fireworks um, 12 miles away in Teton Village. We also have Music in the Hole, which is the opening for Grand Teton Music Festival, which is one of the most highly respected music festivals, orchestras in the whole nation. We get musicians from all over the country who who hope to achieve the sort of success that will bring them to Grand Teton Music Festival. And an outdoor field in front of just a crowd of hundreds of people who are just out on an athletic field with their, it's, you know, lots of great kids activities, and it's just a really fun community event. So I highly recommend the 4th of July. Yeah, and the, uh, the, the music festival you were talking about, we can vouch for that because we know some 
uh, real classical music aficionados who <laughs> uh, swear this is this is one of the the amazing events. Yeah, they actually travel up to Jackson just to just do that. that. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about the chamber and how people can you know find out information on Jackson, travel information, maybe travel deals, uh, information on hotels. Um, activities, all those kinds of things. The Jacksonville Chamber of Commerce has a wonderful umbrella website that can lead you to all sorts of adventures and lodging and shopping. So jacksonvillechamber.com is our website. And then we also have a, a wonderful partner, Jacksonville Central Reservations, where you can easily find lodging deals. And that's jacksonholey.com, jacksonholey.com. And they can put together some fun packages and lodging and different things just um, with the click of a mouse or with a simple call on the phone. So they're they're very helpful. Well, great. Well, Kate, thanks so much for joining us. This is, again, a beautiful place to be. People should be coming out to Jackson, enjoying their summer here at the Tetons and Jackson and, of course, heading up to Yellowstone. We appreciate you spending time with us today. Well, thank you so much for talking with me, and be careful. Jackson Hole might just get under your skin you might just fall in love (laughs) thank you thanks again you're listening to travel brigade here on sunday this is kathleen curry and jeff griffin thank you so much for joining us have you friended travel brigade yet well you can at their website with links to twitter and facebook as well as lots of great articles for all your travel needs www.travelbrigade.com Welcome back to Travel Brigade. Up next, our interview with Teton Adaptive Sports. You're listening to the Travel Brigade. And now, family travel. You're listening to the Travel Brigade, your weekly travel destination show with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. We're excited today. We're doing a live show here in the Tetons, up in Teton Village, and we've been in Jackson the last few days. Today we have Kurt Henry from Teton Adaptive Sports, and we're excited to have you on the show. Kurt? Yeah, hi, Kathleen and Jeff. Thanks for having us on. Oh, we were so glad we ran into you. You know, we actually do uh, quite a bit of travel uh, writing on children with disabilities and families, and so when we ran into your establishment, we were just really excited to bring you on the show. Tell us a little bit about the clients that you serve um, at the Teton Adaptive School. What what are the age ranges? What types of disabilities do you serve? Are open to people of any age and any type of disability. Um, the ski program, we have a wide range of equipment. Um, and in our summertime activities, like um, rafting and biking and some flat water paddling, a um, little bit of climbing even as well. And, uh, you know, there's everything that goes on in the outdoors pretty much is available for people with disabilities these days. So you were telling me before when we were talking that, that you have about 80% of your clients are families or children with, with disabilities? majority of our participants are school-age kids um, that their families live in the area. Um, they attend one of the uh, regional school systems. And, uh, but we do provide opportunities for people visiting the area as well, and, th- and that was really important to us because um, if you're a family with someone with special needs and you're traveling, um, sometimes your options can be a little limited. We actually know that from personal experience, which is one of the reasons that we started you know, with our travel writing, including um, families that have children with disabilities, because I, I do think it's difficult for families to know where the resources are and where to go and and they want to include their whole family, and so it, 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 we were so happy to 
to kind of stumble upon your information the last time we were in Jackson. We noticed you've got a lot of, uh, act, not just the regular things, but a lot of sort of activities and special things planned for the summer. Any one or two of those that, that really stick out that are really popular? Well, um, my favorite is the paddle days. We do two paddle days a year up in Grand Teton National Park at Spring Lake, which is a, a great um, spot uh, to have a paddling day. It's um, some of the warmest water you'll find in the valley. We're not known for uh, for warm water up in this area. And the other <laughs> thing is, the lake is very safe. Um, probably the deepest part in the whole lake is probably about seven feet deep. And uh, we work with Rendezvous River Sports, which is a local um, boating outfitter, and um, and the, the National Park Service to put that on. And we have two a year, one in June and one later in August today. We also have a bike rally every uh, year, and we do have uh, a number of specially designed adaptive cycles that we've accumulated over the last few years, and we do lend those out to people at no cost if someone's visiting the valley and wants to uh, wants to do some biking. You know, one thing I wanted to touch base on is, and I think you'll recognize this as well, because you do adaptive sports for physical disabilities as well as, as developmental-type disabilities. And I think that there is, you know, quite a bit out there as far as information, mobility, disability, but there's not quite as much information available for parents or families or people that have developmental disabilities or autism and maybe what programs that are outreach particularly to those um, particular families and those people that have those needs. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. I think, you know, connecting with people um, is always one of the big challenges. You know, that's that's one of, uh, one of the things that we look at. You know, I mean, you can uh, you can acquire equipment, you can train instructors, you can um, offer scholarships, or in our case, we make a lot of our activities uh, at no charge. But um, making people aware that the opportunities exist is uh, sometimes a big hurdle. Are there any uh, particular programs or activities you do for people with developmental disabilities or autism? Probably the majority of our participants are kids with developmental disabilities and autism being, um, you know, one of probably the most significant number uh, of folks that participate. Um, as you guys are well aware, I'm sure that uh, the increase of, or possibly just becoming aware of autistic um, people in our communities has, has really expanded in the last few years. Um, right. And it's, it is one of the main Developmental disabilities that uh, people try to accommodate, and and we do as well. Um, also, you know, most people that are aware of autism are also aware of that uh, it includes a huge spectrum of abilities um, from one end to the other. So, yeah, exactly. Now, are, uh, tell us a little bit about um, the Teton Adopt. Are you a nonprofit? Or are you for profit? No, well, we are a nonprofit. We have 501c3 status. Tell us a little bit more about people, where people can uh, contact Teton Adaptive Sports, your website, phone number, if people are interested in participating and joining. We do have a website, tetonadaptivesports.com, an email address, info at tetonadaptivesports.com. 
Again, my name is Kurt Henry, and my phone number is 307-699-3554. And again, uh, we're here with Kurt Henry from the Teton Adaptive Sports. Thank you so much for joining us today. You're listening to Travel Brigade. Please contact us on TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Travel Brigade. And one of the questions people always ask us is, where do we stay? you got to stay somewhere, and Jackson's got a great variety of places to stay. Well, yeah, I guess unless you're going to pitch a tent in the Tetons, which is not us. It's not you. Well, <laughs> that's true. It's not me. <laughs> so a couple of things we were thinking, you know, you know, depending on who, whether you're coming alone or with a family, but a, fa- a couple of really good family options are the Lexington. Um, they've got extra space there. They're kind of a suite-type hotel. They include breakfast, and it's right there in downtown. And then the Homewood Suites is also a suite style, which is great with families. Um, we've stayed there, and they've got extra room. They've got a kitchen. We Actually, when we stayed there, we were coming in late at night and walked in, and they were doing you know milk and cookies at night, which was just perfect before we went to bed. So those are two really great options both right downtown. And another option for downtown with a lot of history is the Wart Hotel. And this, even if you don't stay there, you should just go by and look around a bit because they've got a lot of, this was the original hotel in Jackson, as I understand it. Yeah, they actually have like, it's kind of interesting because there are a couple of places here that all the out-of-towners go to, but this is the place where all the locals go. And they've got a lot of live music, um, great food there at the restaurant. And then if you want to stay here in the village, I know that the music festival is coming up. Alpenhof is a great place to be. A fun option downstairs here in the bistro where they do a fondue-type dinner. Another option we'd recommend is the Rusty Parrot. It has a lot of accolades from AAA, Connest Traveler. It gets great reviews from Travel and Leisure. It's like the top 500 hotels, a different full-service high-end, great hotel. Now, we're going to move on to He Said, She Said, which are our top picks for Jackson. So I'm going to say my first one. Okay. Which is, I just love the whole town square area. I think it's really fun. Um, For those of you who haven't been here, you know, or are coming, the center of town, it's just kind of the mecca. All the shops are there, restaurants are there. Well, it's kind of fun because it's it's where history meets hip. (laughs) <laughs> here in Jackson, it's it's got all this history to it, but yet there's all these, uh, you know, cool places around there. So I really a, like that one. That is a fun one. I'm going to say uh, bike riding out in the Tetons. Um, it's you know it's beautiful. Again, you can do mountain biking, you can do a tour, or my favorite thing was just hopping on the path there. Yeah, it and is close, like we Jenny talked Lake. about before. You Pick it up and go. It's amazing. Um, my second is the dining here in Jackson. I mean, really, from a pick-up, grab-and-go to fine dining, there's just so many options here in Jackson. For really, Jackson's kind of a small town. I mean, when you think about it, it's not a big city or anything, but for the level of food, the local food, the local flavor, I just, you know, every time we've come here, it's always great, no matter where we go. Good food. My second would be Teton Science School. Oh, that's We're on a fun. tour with them. Good choice. There is all kinds of wildlife here that uh, is just so prevalent. And if you're out there with the right people, you not only 
know they not only know where to go to take you to see it, they also know how to explain it to you, tell you what's going on. So I'm going to go with my third, and I'm going to try and kind of cheat and squeeze in a fourth. And the mountain air is is really it it. it it's just amazing when you're up here in the mountains. It's so fresh, and it, it just has that that sense to it. And I was going to slip in the scenic float that we took while we were here because, you know, you're on the float. We went early in the morning, and you just have that amazing in the mountains, sort of just away from everything sort of feel. So I guess that would be my third and cheating fourth. Well, and I think, I think mountain air is a good one because – you know, when you go certain places, there are just certain things you associate with being there. When you're in Southern California, it's this, you know, the smell of the ocean. Mm-hmm. And when you come to a place like this, it's it's the mountain air. It's just different. It's, uh, well, we know scientifically it's thinner, <laughs> but uh, it, there's something about the way it just smells and feels. You're not but, in the subway in New York City. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, my last one is going to be the Bar J Wranglers. Uh, that was really fun. It's just a fun night, and uh, and I don't really particularly say that I would like go out of my way to like listen to country music, but no, I really I thought it was really great. Well, we have to be careful. This was not country music. This was Western music, and and if we have any country, Oops, sorry, country and Western <laughs> fans listening, that just tells you I know nothing about either one of those subjects. Okay. It's Western music, cowboy well, I like, music. I like the Western cowboy music no, at the Bar J. And, and, yeah, no, it's not something I go out of my way to listen to either, but it's a really fun evening. And the food was good, and mm-hmm. it was just, you know, entertaining. They were entertaining. So, all in all, good picks, I think. Yes. Yeah. Again, you're listening to Travel Brigade Sunday morning. We'll be right back. Have any travel questions? Call the Travel Brigade at 714 694 4109. Welcome back to Travel Brigade. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin, and this is the end of our Jackson Hole Show. We've talked about a lot of different things here to do, places to stay, places to eat. We've talked to a lot of different people. You can find out more about them, their contact information, where to find them on the web. If you go to our TravelBrigade.com homepage, we'll have a fact sheet posted there. Next week, we'll be talking about cruising with the kitties and options you have when taking your children on a cruise. Until next Sunday, remember there are two stages in life. One, you're either on a trip, or two, you're planning your next trip. Amen, brother. Either way, we hope you're doing it with us on Sunday morning. You've been listening to The Travel Brigade on Blog Talk Radio. Listen live every Sunday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Contact us on Twitter, Facebook, and at TravelBrigade.com.